Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And I gotta make sure I have my sheet on the right side of the page. Yes, I do. Okay, um, learning experience tonight. Learning experience is the concept, is the title, and quite a few games had learning experiences in them. But before I get there, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. Why is everyone so pot committed to telling everyone what they already know, but not giving any remote sort of a guess as far as what might be about ready to happen? Everyone knows certain things. And they pound on those, like, bloody drums. But if there's something that has even a remote amount of uncertainty to it. Nope, 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 nothing. Keegan Thompson had a rough start. Actually, I was out and about most, um, decent chunk of the night. So I missed a bunch of the secondary games. I had one game I was focusing on. And I'm piecing things together on the rest of them. Um, Hayden, or no, Keegan Thompson struggled. Keegan Thompson struggled. Adrian Sampson came in out of the bullpen in particularly long relief and was... Fantastic. Adrian Sampson was fantastic. My question, open question, there's going to be another open question very soon. Is Adrian Sampson a 40-man roster guy? Is Adrian Sampson a 40-man roster guy? We have five weeks still. Normally I go with three columns. I'm going with five columns today. The three normal. Left column, keep. Right column, get rid of as soon as the season's done. Center column, really not sure. In between the first and the second column, you have one leaning keep. Between the second and third column, you have another column leaning release. Adrian Sampson, three and a third innings today for a strikeout. No runs scored, basically nothing. Yes, it was the Pirates. I know that it was the Pirates. But at some point, if we, if you, if I am going to be productive in the discussion, we are going to be able to look into the future and tell people what hasn't happened yet. Is Adrian Sampson worth keeping on into the future. Waiting and 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 oh my gosh, he has a 9.75 ERA. Get rid of his ass. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. That's not going to help a whole lot. That's like basically saying um, Ian Happ is bad because he was on a bad, bad streak. Ooh, now Ian Happ is good so he's on a, he, because he's on a hot streak. 
I tend to think Ian Happ makes sense in 2022 because he's not going to be that expensive. And he's showing some upside. But um, this entire thing of I'm going to tell you the last 100 at-bats or the last 200 at-bats or the last 300 at-bats or I don't like what his hair looks like or... Um, I don't like his package on his uniform or whatever the hell it is that people are just like, I don't like Ian Hamp. Whatever the hell it is. Tell me what's going to happen in the future. Because the past is incidental. The past, 2018, he was worth $10 million in fan graphs. 2019, he was worth $10 million in fan graphs. 2020, he was worth $10 million in fan graphs. 2021, he's scuffling. He scuffled for a bunch of the year. The entire garbage of, I'm going to look in the back and tell you what already happened and act like that's what's going to happen forever is horseshit. I'm tired of it. I want people to start telling me what's going, what they think is going to happen on into the future. Because... This, this entire just looking retro garbage, absolute garbage. So, Adrian Sampson, fantastic out of the bullpen. Followed up by Scott Efros, fantastic out of the bullpen. You know what the question is? You know what the question is? We're giving you five columns. Scott Efros, keep, question mark, release, lean, keep, lean, release. These sorts of questions ought to be the questions that your favorite blog, your favorite TV station, your favorite whatever is talking about. Whether Scott Efros should be kept, whether Rafael Ortega should be kept, whether Manny Rodriguez should be kept, on down the flipping line. That is the important question. For September, October, and November. That's the important question. Those are the important questions. After November happens, once we hit December, once we hit the Rule 5 draft, once we hit um, owners saying there's going to be a lockout, okay, then you can start talking about what we're going to do next. But up until the important time of which players are going to be on the 40-man roster over the offseason? That's the important question. Scott Efros, in or out? Why? Adrian Sampson, in or out? Why? Ian Happ, in or out? Why? Rafael Ortega, three-run homer today. Really nicely done. In or out? Why? Answer the important question. Cody Hoyer, six-pitch, 11th inning with a spotted runner. I'm going to say that again in case you missed it. Cody Hoyer, 6, pitch, 11th inning with a spotted runner. That was fantastic. Manny Rodriguez, scoreless 10th. His was a little bit more exciting, a little bit more entertaining. But um, so it goes. And the Cubs got to that situation where runner on third. Defense has to get drawn in. And the game speeds up for the infielder. 
and there's an error. Cubs win. No walk-off RBI, but hey, congratulations to Ian Happ. He hit the flipping ball, and the team won the flipping game. Answer the questions of importance in September, October, and November. This entire concept of hopping into the time machine to February or April or March or July and deciding who the Cubs are going to sign for next season. No, no, no. Hit the 40-man roster. Who's going to be on the 40-man roster? Which are going to be the available spots? Is it going to be 34? Is it going to be 35? Is it going to be 36? What's the number going to be? Answer the important questions now. Kind of like, you know, if you have a relationship burbling along and it's going fairly well, it's probably generally a good idea to decide whether you're going to get married first instead of setting up the 50th anniversary. Usually, the wedding comes before the 50th anniversary. I keep hearing people talking about the 50th anniversary, but they haven't had a wedding yet. Okay, minor leagues, not a whole lot went on as far as from a win-loss perspective, but there were learning moments. Ryan Kellogg, five innings, ten hits, four runs, four earned, four walks, no strikeouts. Ryan Kellogg's doing a nice job. He's doing a very nice job for the I-Cubs. They need someone to give some semblance of length at the AAA level as a starting pitcher. Ryan Kellogg is doing that. Congratulations to him. He is helping. He is doing a nice job. He's not getting wins. Iowa lost tonight. Dakota Meckes out of the bullpen. One inning, one hit, one run, one earned, one walk, one strikeout. Dakota Meckes probably, 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 probably fading away from the 40-man roster. If someone else claims him, then so be it. But I think as for right now, but then I haven't been listening to a whole lot of iCubs games, so I haven't heard Alex Cohen talking about Dakota Mechas a whole lot. And Nuris Rosario pitched one game earlier in the season, was sent back down to Arizona, was pitching in Arizona, was called up tonight to pitch for Iowa because, I don't know if you've heard this, but there's a whole lot of people in Tennessee that used to be in Iowa and used to be in um, South Bend. Anything they can do to get Tennessee playing baseball games. And Yuris Rosario called up from Mesa to the I-Cubs. One inning, three strikeouts. Yikes. Um, well played. Jared Young, two for four, run scored RBI. The I-Cubs had four hits and four walks and eight strikeouts. There just wasn't a whole lot to sort through. Uh, Indianapolis Indians win 6-2. to two. Really, the I-Cubs are kind of probably looking forward to this season getting over with because um, it's kind of painful, with the exception of a couple of the relievers who probably deserve looks. Javier Assad starts for Tennessee in their first game back from COVID. Three and two-thirds innings, seven hits, six runs, four earned, three walks, three strikeouts, two home runs. 
And trust me, the offense didn't. Um, not really a whole lot going on. Scott Kobos, one inning pitched, one hit, one strikeout. Cool. I hope that continues. Kobos, I really don't have any idea yet. He's a left-hander. Um, keep cooking, dude. Uh, Christopher Morrell, three for four. Trash Pandas win nine to nothing. South Bend was the game I was listening to the mostest. And Bailey Horn got the start. And this is going to sound really funny. This is going to sound really funny. This is going to sound stupid. This is going to sound, why the heck are you even saying that? He pitched really well except for the three home runs. I, I'm being totally serious. He he pitched really well except for the three home, three home runs. Uh, one of them, 0-2 pitch, he left out over the plate. One of them to the next hitter. He was down 2-0, and it went a long way. Um, gave up another home run. But other than that, he did actually quite well. He's a left-hander that has a bit of a repertoire. He has the fastball, curveball, change, slider. And he generally throws strikes. Walks are not a huge problem with Horn, as is sometimes the case with any pitcher, as is sometimes the case more so with left-handed pitchers. Um, he pitched fine except for the balls that went like 415 feet. Tanner Jessen Dalton, oh, um, Dalton Stombaugh came in after Horn and pitched very well. He's not really known as a length reliever, but with Horn having gone such a short distance, and again, a whole bunch of relievers getting called up to Tennessee, it was kind of important to get length from somewhere. Stombaugh gave depth. It was wonderful. It was very helpful. The I-Cubs eventually ended up coming back from a 4-0 lead ooh, excuse me, to tie the game at 4. But the offense basically stopped there. Tanner, Justin Dalton, I'll put it this way. He struggled in the ninth inning. Tyler Derna, 2 for 4, RBI. Alexander Canario, a walk and a solo homer in the ninth. Luis Vazquez, 2 for 4, run scored with a walk. Uh, Bryce Windham, 3 for 4, run scored two doubles. And... I can't even read my writing. There we go. Edmund American, 1 for 4, run scored, RBI. Yeah, in the... Sixth inning, the first six South Bend hitters reached base, and they ended up tying the game at four. And uh, final score eight to five, with Canario's home run in the in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Myrtle Beach, I told you there wasn't a whole lot of a actual success, but there's a lot of lesson learning. A lot of lesson learning. Manny Espinosa, Manuel Espinosa, four and a third, four and two thirds innings pitched. Um, three hits, four runs, four earned, two walks, seven strikeouts. Three hits? Huh. How does he give up four earned runs on three hits and two walks? Seven strikeouts. Um, mix and match. You know, there, there was a um, little bit of everything there in that outing. Uh, Sheldon Reed. Seems to be a guy who is getting a whole lot more opportunities. Oh, excuse me. With Myrtle Beach um, as a reliever. 
not sure what I'm thinking of him yet. Haven't quite figured that out yet. Riley Martin comes out in late, long relief, two and two-thirds, one hit, two runs, one earned, two walks, two strikeouts. His ERA is 3.74. I like to mention him periodically because he is the guy who received a $1,000 signing bonus. If he makes it to double A on a $1,000 signing bonus, that is absolutely fantastabula. Um, on the offensive end, Jordan Wogu, 2 for 4 runs scored. Owen Casey, 1 for 4 home run with a 110 mile per hour exit velocity against a left hander. Myrtle Beach loses 7 to 3. Myrtle Beach, 6 hits, 2 walks, 18 strikeouts. There you go. Mesa, Luke. Little gets the start. He was supposed to be ready to contribute much earlier than this, but injuries happen. Left-handed pitcher, throws really hard, got the start tonight. Two innings pitched. His first inning was... Ooh, how'd the first runner reach? Was that a walk or a strikeout? I think it was a hit. Um, Then a caught stealing... Then two strikeouts. His second inning was not as effective. Two innings pitched, three runs, two strikeouts. Zach Lee, a 16th round 2021 draft selection out of Delta State. Inning in two-thirds, one hit, three strikeouts. On the offensive side, Ezekiel Pagan had two hits. James Trianto... Oh, uh, Ezekiel Pagan had two hits. Felix Stevens had two hits and two RBIs. Carlos Morfa and James Triantos joined those two with home runs. Carlos Morfa is a player who, in the 2019 DSL season, I was absolutely falling in love with the guy because he has a badass sound of name. And... He started off really well in 2019, the DSL. Then he started playing less and pretty much stopped playing. Then he eventually came back. There were some injury concerns going on. This year, I noticed as the AZL was starting, Arizona Compound League was starting, Carlos Morfa was on the roster, but Carlos Morfa was not playing. Carlos Morfa was never on the um, roster sheet. Carlos Morfa played tonight, one for two, home run, cool, good to see. Learning moments, opportunity to learn stuff. Carlos Morfa, who who, who always um, learning moments tonight? Carlos Morfa, Bailey Horn, again, people could be very critical of his start. I think he did well, except for he had some bad location on some pitches. That's going to happen. Riley Martin, I'm sure he learned some stuff. Uh, and Yuris Rosario definitely learned some stuff. And Scott Kobos has learned that he can possibly get out hitters in Tennessee. Good to hear. Not much positive for wins on the pipeline. The Cubs win in a walk-off. But the most important thing to remember for tonight, as far as I'm concerned, 
Don't tell me what happened last week. Don't tell me what happened three weeks ago. Don't tell me what happened six weeks ago. Don't tell me what happened two years ago. Tell me what's going to happen this month. What's going to happen this month? You tell me what's going to happen this month, and you end up getting somewhat accurate about that, then you are contributing to the education process. I still want to know, is Adrian Sampson or Scott Efros, do they belong on the 40-man roster and why? And again, don't wait until one of them has an ERA of 97 and a half. You're watching the games. You're watching the games. I'm listening to the pipeline. I'm tracking the pipeline. Adrian Sampson. Three and a third innings, four strikeouts, no runs allowed. Scott Efros, two innings, basically nothing, four strikeouts. That'll work. Do they belong and why? Look forward. Project forward. In your opinion, matters. Tell us what we already know. In your opinion, is useless. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. Have a great Friday. And it's nice to have the Smokies back, even though they didn't play particularly well tonight, with Anderson Espinoza and Caleb Killian with Tennessee now. I would imagine they would probably be pitching on Saturday and Sunday. And possibly, 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 maybe, just maybe, just maybe, I might dip in on a Smokies game over the next couple of nights, particularly if Killian or Espinosa are on the mound. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. And if you have any ideas on Adrian Sampson, Scott Efros, worth keeping long-term, worth not keeping long-term, answer those questions. Don't tell me that... Oh, Cubs would be in good shape if they, are, if they sign uh, Nick Castellanos. Adrian Sampson's on the team. Assess him. Is he worth keeping or not? Why? Start there. Thanks. Have a great night.